0: Block TALK RADIO Hello everyone and welcome to Exploring Awesome. I am your host Jim Kellner. Today on the show... We have Kristen Thomas, who's a health coach and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She specializes in hormones, digestion, and autoimmune health. She's had some health issues of herself that she's tried to, to heal with nutrition. So we're going to be talking to her about that. Um, Hey, Kristen.
1: Hi, Jim. Happy to be here.
0: So good to have you on. I, um, what, uh, what can you tell us about your background? Give us your quick bio.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so as you mentioned, I'm a holistic health coach and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. But basically what that means in, in basic terms is um, I work with people who have chronic health conditions from hormone imbalance to uh, chronic digestive health disease or infections and autoimmune conditions, really complex health issues. Figure out what's at the root of, of what's going on with their health uh, by running functional lab tests, customizing diets, uh, looking at the role of stress and spirituality and exercise and really seeing a person as a whole. Um, and I really love, you know, working in this level because this is uh, sort of the journey that I went through in my own health um health journey several years ago. And it's just a very uh, deep level to work with people. And it's, it's truly an honor to help people figure out, you know, what's kind of going on with the issues that they haven't been able to get to the root of in, in so many years.
0: You know, um, it is interesting, you know, I, I don't know, do, do you know, is, I mean, is this like a, it seems like I'm just I hear about it so much nowadays. And I don't know if that's a it's because people are having so many troubles nowadays, or I just I'm more aware of it. Do you, do you have any idea about that? Uh, with, with regards to gut health issues. Yeah. Because, you know, it seems like, it seems like now, I mean, like, I don't know, uh, boy, at least half the people I talk to that I meet, well, I won't say that, but I just, uh, you know, more often, you know, I'm quite often, I have people tell me that they have things like IBS or, or other, uh, you know, Crohn's disease. I mean, all these different, these gut health issues, and maybe those aren't gut health issues. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not a, but, uh, what do you, so what is your, uh, what is your thought on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those conditions are definitely, you know, linked to the gut. Uh, and I mean, my specialty is in gut health. So I, you know, I'm seeing so many people come with all types of conditions that, you know, both they've been dealing with their entire life and also people that have just sort of had the onset of it. And um, the advent of it is, is definitely accelerating um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one is that, you know, the the standard American diet is so much different than it used to be many years ago. And, um, you know, the quality of food has declined. It's a lot of processed foods, a lot of foods that our bodies don't recognize and are having trouble digesting, um, which is just causing inflammation and irritation inside our bodies. There's not as many nutrients to fuel the cells in our digestive tract and overall in our bodies. So it's just kind of causing a, a ripple effect of, uh, so I guess we can call it chaos, really, um, you know, inside the body and, and, really a lot of, I view a lot of, um, uh, your health really kind of starting in the gut. So if, you know, the things we are putting into our body, both food and stress and things are breathing into the air, if that stuff you know, is, is altered from what our bodies, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago used to be, you know, ingesting, then it's very hard for our digestion to operate normally and for the rest of our bodies to feel well as well. So you're definitely right in that, you know, it, it's really sort of becoming an epidemic.
0: Yeah, yeah. When, and before we go on, I, I did, a, I had a confession, everybody. So if you tune in today, you get to hear my confession. So I started a <laughs> six-day fast on Monday, everyone. And unfortunately, I'm restarting <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> failure's only feedback. Failure's only feedback. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, if you're on Facebook, you're not going to find out until another day or two. But if you tuned in today, you're finding out right now. Failure's only feedback. And the reason is, everybody, I didn't get it myself into ketosis. I just sort of went from eating potatoes and stuff to hey, I'm going to go fast, and so it was much diff- more difficult than it's been in the past. So anyway, we got that out of the way. You know, one of the things that that troubles me, Kristen, is, um, is and I meant there was like a, a some science teacher or somebody did some experiment where he just ate Twinkies or something anyway, and he lost weight because he kept his calories under that. And so, you know, I mean, you've probably heard of that that thing too. Um, you know, and I, there's so many people that'll say, you know, uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's just calories, it's, you know, it's, you know, whatever you eat. Oh, and then the other thing that gets me, um, is uh, people that say. Uh, oh, a little bit won't hurt you, you know, or all things in moderation. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on mm-hmm. this?
1: Yeah, super good question. I mean, at the end of the day, moderation and balance are key, right? Like I I had a great discussion on my Facebook page a couple of days ago about what thoughts come to mind when people think about diets and, you know, kind of going on a, a restricted, um, you know, diet plan and had a really great discussion going on there. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when, when we sort of think about, uh, you know, avoiding certain foods or, or kind of overhauling everything that you're eating, it can really kind of put you in a, in a space of deprivation. And that in and of itself, you know, can be really restrictive, it can make you feel like you don't, you're not in control anymore. And so what I like to look at it in terms of, you know, whenever you're making changes to, you know, the way you eat or what the way you live is not to look at it in terms of, you know, this sort of like short stint of something that you're going to do that's pretty extreme, but more so finding out how it can become a lifestyle for you instead. Because especially, you know, if you're making these changes for a deeply personal reason, like to lose weight or to overcome, you know, some type of health condition or you know, whatever it is that's going on for you, that's obviously deeply meaningful. And chances are that, you know, those changes are going to really kind of change your life. And the way to continue to support those benefits are to continue doing whatever changes you're making. And so just kind of doing a short stint of like a, you know, three week diet, and then, you know, kind of moving back into regular life isn't going to do you as much good. So, When I talk to people about, you know, changing their diets or the way that that they're living is really, you know, kind of testing out the changes that they want to make, the new foods that they want to eat or the foods they want to take out of their diet or whatever else it is that they want to do, and really kind of understanding, you know, how does this fit into your lifestyle, And how extreme do you want to take it? You know, I work with some people who have um, IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease, which can cause you to react very strongly to loss of food. So for people like that, which includes myself, actually, um, we don't have too much of a choice for, you know, how lenient we can get with our diets, right? But there's a lot of people out there who, um, you know, don't have as severe reactions to foods. And they are you know, they can sort of handle a a better balance. So if once in a while, you know, you're on vacation and you want that chocolate cake for dessert, or you want, you know, to have chips and dip with, you know, uh, the football game or something like that, you know, but for the general sense, you're eating really well, you know, it's just a matter of of being able to sort of weigh those options and, and determine, you know, what your goals are so that you can establish that balance and not live your life in full restriction
0: love that you know and I like I tell when I'm talking with clients you know I'm like nobody ever got super overweight by having a piece of cake every now and again you know
1: (laughs) no um,
0: you know so that's the thing you know and we're lucky we our bodies you know for the most part are pretty pretty hardy and they do overcome toxins and and inflammation those kind of things but I think we there is certainly um, uh, you know for some people uh, they do have to be very careful like what you're talking about you've got to avoid you know all these foods but one of the things too that I find very interesting is is when people talk about um, this, uh, the idea of maybe restricting certain foods and things, and they think of the deprivation factor. But really, um, it's really a trade-off. It's not, you're not really because when you deprive yourself of one thing, depriving yourself, uh, you know, you're 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 getting something else. So what I mean is, is mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know, one of the big things when I'm talking with clients, is, you know, what is your goal? And I, and for some reason, they all want to go hiking, you know. So um, so I talk <laughs> with my, uh, you know, my overweight clients, and they and they're always. You know, uh, you know, what would you do if you lost weight? Well, uh, you know want to go hiking. And so what they're doing is, is the deprivation, de- they forget that they're depriving themselves right now of being able to be more active and really just focusing on the deprivation from the food. And that kind of drives me a little bit crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's all about, you know, what you're focusing
0: on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, and there's also the, you know, immediate reward as opposed to the, the long-term reward. So there is that too. Kristen, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. So if so, you know people that listen to the show. We're really trying to, to learn more tips, tricks, and strategies to help a live a more awesome life. And I should let everybody know, you are listening to Exploring Awesome. You can uh, you can always uh, tune into Blog Talk Radio to find us, Exploring Awesome. And uh, if you'd like to call in, talk to Kristen. You know, get some uh, get some advice. Great great opportunity to do that. The uh, the call in number is three two three six four two one two two eight three two three six four two one two eight, which apparently they keep changing on me, but um, okay. I'm going to get that updated for you uh, mm-hmm. folks that are coming on the show. Kristen, where'd be the best place to start if um, you know, to, to start to eat and live better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, right? It's really, yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's really a journey that, that can come in layers. Um, there's a lot of, you know, sort of misconceptions around, you know, when, when you sort of embark on living and, and eating healthier that you sort of have to, you know, it's all or nothing. Um, I think that's a big theme in our society today is just, you know, you have to drop everything that you're not supposed to be doing right now and implement everything great that you're supposed to be doing right now. And that can be really overwhelming for people. I mean, I have clients that, you know, in our first session, they'll, you know, say that that's their goal. And then a week later, I hear from them and they're like, I am so overwhelmed. I don't know why I just got myself into this. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they just kind of realized for themselves that, that they got in a little bit over their heads by trying to do it all at once. And, And so what I really like to to tell people when it comes to making these changes is to first just look at, uh, you know, what you feel like is serving you and what's not. So, when it comes to, to what foods you're eating, for example, you know, starting to think about how you feel after eating certain foods, you know, if certain foods like let's say dairy, for example, you know, you eat something with cheese in it and soon afterwards your, your stomach gets all puffy and you get a stomach ache and you feel tired and you get a headache. You know, that's probably pretty clear sign from your body that that food isn't working for you, um, either that, you know, you might be lactose intolerant and you can't actually break down the food or that it's causing some other reaction in your body. Um, but on the other hand, if there's foods you eat that, you know, make you feel energetic, you, you know, don't get in any pain from it, you're, you know, sleeping better when you're eating these foods, things like that, that's a clear sign that that food is serving you really well. So it can be helpful to, to, you know, start a couple weeks of doing um, like a food journal where you're writing these things down so that after every meal you're kind of analyzing and getting in tune with your body more to understand how foods are reacting in your body. Um, because then that can sort of help you move into the right direction for the foods you should be focusing on and the ones that are probably best to stay away from. And that's really sort of the foundational step for for beginning to make diet changes, especially if you're coming from you know a very conventional you know standard American diet. Um, And then from there, you know, it's kind of looking deeper at, you know, what are there certain dietary theories you want to follow? You know, there's paleo, there's keto, there's Whole30, there's, you know, thousands of options out there. Um, And, you know, just sort of figuring out which is the right one for you. You know, there's lots of kind of common foods today that are considered the most inflammatory because of of how much they're altered and and processed, which can make them um, hard for our bodies to detect, you know, what they are and and how to to digest them because our bodies don't recognize them. So, you know, things like gluten that's in wheat and, and, you know, pasteurized dairy and refined sugar, like white sugar, um, you know, foods like that are, are some of the most commonly, you know, inflammatory foods out there. And a lot of people do choose to avoid those, especially if they know that they're having problems with them. And then, um, you know, when it comes to looking at, you know, living better, it, it's sort of looking at, you know, what, things are serving you in life that you do want to keep doing and don't want to keep doing. You know, if, if your work is sucking the life out of you and there's another opportunity going towards that, or there are some toxic people in your life that just aren't serving you anymore, you know, reevaluating your relationships and kind of looking at things like that.
0: Awesome. That's, um, that's good advice there. Um, the, the, um, you know, you're, you're really focused. I know. Well, before we go on, I should let everybody know again, you're, you're listening to Exploring Awesome. Uh, I want to let you know how to get a hold of Kristen. You know, you can find her on Facebook. She does have, um, she does have, she's also on Instagram, and you can find her on Instagram.com slash ThriveByFood. Her website is thrivebyfood.com. And um, if you'd like to email her, it's uh, Kristen at com. Now, you can get all that information in the show notes if you head over to um, jimkellner.link slash exploring awesome you'll find all that info now you know you're really focused on the gut um Mm -hmm. i mean you really think that the health is, is actually starting there can you explain that what's what's going on with the gut why is that so important
1: yes yes i mean i really view our digestion as the core of so much of our health i mean um one of the sort of original quote-unquote fathers of of medicine Hippocrates you know he says that all disease begins in the gut and I couldn't agree with that more and um, I won't go into the story too much but I you know my whole health journey is around digestive health issues I have um, inflammatory bowel disease it's an autoimmune condition that I have um, that almost put me into surgery and a complete life change but I decided to opt out of that and really kind of understand what was going on with digestion and and tweak my diet and and things like that to to kind of overcome myself. So I've experienced firsthand, you know, how much Um, uh, disrupted guts can cause disrupted health overall. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I was, um, you know, irritable. I had skin issues, like everything you can, you know, think of that could be a possible symptom. I had it going on just because my digestion was out of whack. Um, And so that sort of propelled me into becoming a, a, a functional practitioner And I've done a lot of specialty training in digestion because it is so, you know, close to me. And, you know, through my studies, I've just learned, you know, how powerful the gut really is to our overall health. I mean, if you think about it, you know, all the fuel that you're getting from, you know, nutrients has to go through your digestive tract. You know, it starts at your Mm -hmm. mouth with the saliva and chewing and going all the way down there. So if there's any breakdown in any part of that process, if, Let's say your body can't produce enough stomach acid or enough digestive enzymes. Both of those things help to break down food or, you know, you have an infection or inflammation or, you know, something kind of going on that's hindering optimal digestion. That's not only going to make you not feel well, but it's going to make it really hard for your body to break down the nutrients that you're eating. Even if you're eating the healthiest diet, like you're eating kale salads like no other, and you're, you know, having green, green smoothies every day. If your digestion is impaired, it's going to be hard for your body to digest that food and absorb those nutrients. And that can cause nutrient deficiencies. And I see nutrient deficiencies all the time in my practice. Um, You know, people just kind of, not being able to absorb those nutrients from even the best meals that they're eating. And that can, you know, cause issues like, um, you know, sleep disturbances, mood imbalances, you know, skin, your skin can actually change. Your hair might start to fall out or get drier. You might end up with, you know, other health conditions like hormone imbalances or thyroid imbalances, for example. Um, Even liver conditions can be linked to digestive health. So if you think about it, really when it comes to nourishing our bodies and sort of spreading those nutrients throughout our body, if digestion is impaired by any any means, that is going to have a body-wide effect.
0: Wow. Yeah. What's, so, um, if we were going if we were having some, how would we know that we needed to to contact you?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, starting off by on my website, thrivebyfood.com. Um, if, yeah. if you know, I have a lot of content on there, um, on my blog, I, I write every single week, just about on different areas of gut health. Um, but I also offer free introductory calls for anyone that's interested in doing this work and running some of these functional lab tests to figure out, you know, is it inflammation? Is it an infection? Is there a breakdown in the digestion process? Um, so anybody who's interested mm-hmm. in, in doing that work and, implementing, you know, more customized dietary tweaks, lifestyle tweaks, um, you know, going through protocols to address things like infections and inflammation, um, they can request a 20-minute free consult with me. Um, and I'm always, you know, on social media sharing information as well.
0: So, you know, that's, so the thing is, so I know like, um, and I, I see you have a, um, a uh, love your gut program over at your, at your, at your uh, website, uh, restore, uh, restore your gut program. You know, so why would someone come to, to someone like you as opposed to their, their family physician, for instance? It's mm-hmm.
1: a great question. I mean, I'm certainly not a replacement for a doctor. I'm not, uh, I'm not a doctor. Um, so oftentimes people come to me to work in parallel with their physician. Um, for the reason mm-hmm. being, well, a couple of different things. Um, the types of lab tests that I have access to are technology-wise. They're about 20 years ahead of their time from conventional tests. So I have so many clients who come to me saying, you know, my doctor ran a stool test or ran a blood test or ran this test and that test and everything came back normal, but I feel terrible and nobody's looking into why that's still the case. Everyone's just assuming that, you know, it's in my head that, you know, the lab tests look fine, so I must be fine. But the thing mm-hmm. is with conventional tests, a lot of them just aren't sophisticated enough to detect. The nuances of disease deep in the body—they can't detect the onset of of diseases as accurately as some of these really new technologies that are out there today. And also, the the lab ranges for how physicians, you know, evaluate, um, you know, if something is positive, negative, things like that—is so broad because they're trying to appeal to such a, a big category of the population that it's very hard to, you know, catch if if things are trending in the right or wrong direction. Like I've seen some lab test ranges that range from, you know, normal is between one and 2000 and that's a very huge range. And (laughs) yeah, for, you know, for somebody, if they're at 1500, for example, that could be a potentially a bad thing, but because in that lab range that is considered normal, they'll be told that their, their results are normal, but in the functional world in the, in the holistic world, alternative medicine world, we have a much more narrow range of what we understand to be actually optimal in the body and what is an indicator of of disease or the onset of disease. And so we look at at it from that lens and we can much more precisely detect what's going on. I mean, I had a client last week, I was looking through her test results with her and she started to tear up because she said, this is the first time I've ever had anything show up positive on a test. And even though it means that there is something there and there's something wrong, I'm so happy because no Nobody has given me an answer before, and nobody's been looking in the right areas. And it's the power of that that I absolutely love because we can, you know, we can take advantage of the technology that is truly out there. Um, you know, I'm constantly getting access to new labs that are, are using the latest technologies and testing um, and then from there, you know, I, uh, again, since I'm not a doctor, I don't prescribe medications, but I work a lot with, with natural, you know, herbal uh, supplements and stuff that that are much more designed to work with your body and help it to regain its natural balance. So whenever there are things to work on, whether it's, you know, reducing inflammation or getting rid of an infection or rebalancing your hormones. You know, it's implementing natural things that are going to help your body to rebalance itself so that it can act on its own going forward. So it's a very much more um, sort of, you know, holistic and harmonious approach to that, which a lot of people today are looking for. You know, they don't want to take medications or be on something that could potentially have 10 other side effects or that could potentially be toxic to them. I mean, obviously, medications, you know, there are some that are fantastic, and they're literally life-saving, so I'm not putting down medications whatsoever, but a lot of people recognize that some medications out there today are unnecessary and over-prescribed, and they want that more natural approach, so that's when a lot of people work with me when they're looking to take that more natural approach.
0: Nice. Now. Um... What if um, I, I did notice that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different terms out there these days as far as like titles and things like that. We've got health coaches and nutritionists and all this, and I see that you're a functional nutritional pra- nutrition practitioner. Now, how is that different from a, just a nutritionist?
1: Yeah, so so that kind of adds on to what I was just uh, alluding to is that um, you know I, I certainly do you know nutritionists deal with you know as you can guess nutrition and and diets and food and stuff like that, um, but you know, that is only one part of of what I work on. Food is obviously a core piece of health. You know, if you're eating the wrong foods that are causing your body to not feel well, then you're going to always have problems if that's not addressed. Um, However, there's so much more to the picture that I address. Um, As a functional nutrition practitioner, I am trained to look at the whole body the whole time. And my training is very scientific. It's very thorough. It's I tell my husband and my friends all the time, you know, it, it was the most intense, like, almost like chemistry-like training that I've been through. You know, I would walk out of my, you know, classes with my head throbbing because it was so intense, but it was so fascinating. Um, and so, you know, through that, I've become the a, a type of practitioner that, you know, can, can run lab tests, interpret lab tests. Um, customize a diet, you know, looking beyond just, you know, I don't just hand out here's, you know, here's a template for paleo diet, go and implement it. I'm looking deeper at that at, you know, are there certain foods within a dietary theory that might not serve you well? And so let's look beyond the dietary theory and let's actually customize all the foods you're eating for your exact body. Um, so it's a very different approach than, than what a lot of nutritionists do. And I'm also looking at things like, you know, how you're exercising, what your mentality is like, um, if you have a spiritual practice, what, you know, if you're happy in your career and your relationships and evaluating all those areas. I mean, I tell my clients sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist because I have so many people just, you know, they want to just cry for the whole session that we're we're on and, you know, just talking about issues with, with their families or, you know, at work or something like that because if that stuff, you know, if they're unhappy with those areas of their health, then of course, you know, their physical health is going to start to, um, you know, sort of crumble as well. If if they're just feeling so emotionally drained or you know angry or upset, so I really kind of pull all of that together, um, which really is sort of the definition of functional.
0: That's incredible, and you know, I, I just really, you know, I love what you you talked about some of the the spiritual stuff and the the stress and the the work and all this because you know it's. Uh, you know, people try to try to just say like like we're a machine. They think we're like a machine, so we're just like a car. You know, you put gas in a car, it goes. But you know, we're so much <laughs> more complex than any kind yes. of a machine. There's all these other things. You know, you got the hormones, and you've got the reactions, and 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 you know how we feel about things. I mean, this all plays a part in this, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. it's all one interdependent system. And when you look at it that way, you know, it it really becomes clear, you know, much clearer to understand why imbalances in the body happen and why, you know, for example, I mean, I work with so many people who come to me, first and foremost, for digestive health issues. But pretty soon in our journey together, we understand that they have like hormone, hormone imbalances or liver detoxification issues. And that can all stem from the gut. So when we're kind of looking at the full body, we can Pinpoint those things much earlier on so that we can address all of them at once rather than just isolating on one, one organ or one system and just assuming that that's the only issue or the only thing to be optimized.
0: Nice. Now, Kristen, um, you know, we're, we're getting to the end of the show here. Boy, what goes by so fast. I didn't want to let everybody know if you want to get a hold of Kristen, go over to the website, the blog talk radio exploring awesome with a quick link uh, jimkellner.linkslash uh, EA. Check out her website, thrivebyfood.com. What a great name for this, Thrive By Food. We don't want to just exist. We want to thrive, everybody, because you want to be awesome. She's also got her Instagram account, which is ThriveByFood. By Food. Um, Her contact, you know, Kristen, at com. She's also on Facebook. You can find her there. Now, Kristen, before we wrap up, uh, I do want to ask you um, – Do you have a couple of tips uh, to help us all, you know, just a couple of quick tips to help us all live a more awesome life, uh, aside from what you've already mentioned?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's two things I can think of in particular that can be really helpful. Um, The first is, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning of this is, you know, rather than focusing on, you know, if you're looking to make changes to your diet or to your life, rather than treating it as you know taking things out and restricting focus on adding things in so you know we all need to be drinking more water so many people are dehydrated today so simply drinking more water per day can reduce cravings it can improve your skin improve your digestion Um, it'll just make you feel better it can fill you up it can reduce cravings so I encourage people to you know drink about eight glasses of water per day it's about half your body weight in ounces of water so if you can calculate it that way you can really get specific with how much water you need to be drinking, but that in and of itself is such a huge thing that people need to be doing. Um, and then from there, kind of thinking about, you know, what else, what other foods are going to really do you good that that you could also add in. Um, so adding in more greens, for example, you know, having kale or arugula or romaine lettuce or, you know, some greens into every single meal that can help to rebalance mm. the pH in your body that can help with digestion with detoxification. Um, you know, it can help with mental clarity, it can give you more energy, so many benefits. And that also can crowd out cravings and, you know, the temptation to have, you know, that food or that, you know, dessert and stuff, because it really gives you the nutrients that your body needs. So focusing on adding those things in. And then I always like to encourage people just to take a couple of moments for themselves every single day, whether it's sitting in silence or listening to your favorite song or doing something that truly will bring you joy and happiness, because that'll bring you back into yourself rather than focusing on what you need to do for everybody else and what needs to be done throughout the day. It really brings you back into your body and helps you remember and refocus on everything that's important to you, from your health, to your well-being, to your happiness, you know, to the things you need to prioritize in your life. And that in and of itself can keep you on track for, you know, any health related goal that you want to achieve.
0: Oh, you know, what? I love that. That's, that's uh, awesome. I love this too. You know, too, too many times people focus on what they got to take out of their diet, but I do find it's much easier just to add some stuff in. And like you said, it sort of crowds out some of the other stuff, maybe the cravings for, for the yeah. other stuff. I love that, Kristen. I love that. Yeah, um, great. you know, we got a lot of great, uh, great tips from, uh, from Kristen. I hope, I hope that you'll follow up with her if you're having any kind of issues at all, or at least head over to her website, see how you could thrive by food. And you mentioned uh, Hippocrates earlier, you know, one of my favorite quotes, let food be thy medicine, let food mm-hmm. be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. You know, we've gotten so far away from that. We want to take pharmaceuticals and, and even, you know, supplements and things like that when really, if we just got good quality food, which may be tougher these days, I understand. Kristen, thanks so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it.
0: All right, we're going to head out now. Again, thanks, everyone, so much for watching. Take care. Be well. Oh, and please rate the show if you like it. If you didn't, don't rate it. All right, take care. Be well. Be awesome.